Hello and welcome to Good Shepherd Weekly. It's Bethany Murphy here, back to share part two with you about standing firm. I hope that you have given some thought to what you heard in the first part, and I would love to hear if you have discovered any more truths about standing firm, what you have learned, what you've thought about, what questions. Anyway, let's let's talk. I'd love to hear. Today, I want to share with you about how we stand firm. Paul makes it very clear, especially in Philippians. And so what I'm going to do is share how we stand firm and then read the scriptures in which I got these um, thoughts from. So Paul says, stand firm in one spirit. Stand firm in one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Don't be alarmed by your opponents and expect to suffer for for Jesus' sake. And this is coming from Philippians 1, 27 through 30. He says, Only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, in no way alarmed by your opponents, which is a a sign of destruction for them, but of salvation to you, and that too from God. For to you it has been granted, for Christ's sake, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake experiencing the same conflict which you saw in me and now here to be in me. Secondly, Paul, he tells us how to stand in Philippians 3. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Don't put any confidence in your flesh. Value Christ above all things. Press on. Don't give up. Forget what lies ahead. Have the maturity of wisdom that comes from being in Christ. So, let's look at Philippians 3 together. Paul specifically says in verse 1 that we are to rejoice in the Lord. This is the way in which we are to stand firm. Verse 2, we are to beware of the dogs, beware of the evil workers, beware of the false circumcision. Basically, he's telling us, beware of false teachings. Beware of false prophets that are coming into your churches and into uh, maybe you're listening to them. Beware of them. Moving on, he says in verse 3, Remember, we are the true circumcision who worship in the Spirit of God of Christ and glory in Christ, and we place no confidence in the flesh. In verses 7 through 9, he shows us some more ways to stand firm. To count all that we have gained to be lost for the sake of Christ. He says to count things as rubbish so that we may gain Christ. Verse 10, another way 
He says, in this way is how you stand firm. Know him. Know Jesus, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Be conformed to his death. He goes on in verses 12 and 13 to show us ways to stand firm. Press on so that we may lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of us. Forget what lies behind. Reach forward to what lies ahead. Press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ, of God in Christ. Verses 15 through 17, I love this. He says, he says, have this same attitude. And basically he's saying all the things he just, he just had written about forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward, um, all of those things have that, that same attitude. Keep living by the same standard to which we have attained. And listen to this. In verses 17 through 19, he says, basically, join in following my example. Observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. You know what that means? That means to observe those who are walking in freedom. Observe those who are who have a proven character. They're proving to be examples to the flock. Observe them closely. Watch their lives. Watch what decisions they make. Ask them questions. Listen to them. Join in following their example. And this is a way that we stand firm. I know that you will find many, many other ways that we are told to stand firm. And I hope that we will continue searching God's heart out on this together. But that is all for today. I want to um, just end in praying, praying for you. Father, we thank you today for a new day. And we thank you for the, I thank you for the people who are listening. Thank you for each one of them, that you know them by name. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage and exhort and just use the word spoken today for each person individually. I pray, Father, that your word would purify our hearts that we would pay close attention to it, God. And in these days of great distraction, oh God, we need your help to be attentive to your words, to hold fast to what is good, and to cling to what is good, and to run from what is evil, God. We need clear vision of that, what, what, what it is that's, that we're looking to or holding onto that is not good. Father, we desire to walk in your ways. Thank you for making them so clear to us, to show us how to stand. Continue to show us how to stand, Lord. We trust you. It's in this strong name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.